You are listening to the Rising Phoenix podcast. This is a podcast about maternal mental health. Disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are moms who've experienced this ourselves and want to share our stories and stop the stigma. Heads up, some content may be triggering. We are recording from the Stone Sheba podcast studio in Provo, Utah. Check them out on Instagram for more info on our podcast and more. Hey everybody, this is Leslie and I am here with Nikki and she is an infant and child sleep expert with Sleepwise. How's it going, Nikki? Good, how are you? I'm so good. I'm so excited for this. I have been looking forward to this since we first touched base on Instagram. So yeah, thank you for making the time. I know as moms, it takes some time and effort and a lot of support to get together to give each other an hour. So thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me. <laughs> so let's just get right into it. Um, where your journey of becoming a mom, like this is what my first question usually is, is what does that look like for you? Um, because you've come a long way. So tell us how that all started for you. Did you want to be a mom when you were younger? Did you strive for that? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a conversation my husband and I had um, a lot like early on in our relationship because I always, that was kind of my goal. I wanted to be a mom. I wanted to have kids. Um, We put things on hold for a little while. My husband joined the military and um, it was important to me that my kids, their dad was here and present um, with them. You know, just that was kind of how I wanted things to be. Um, And specifically what he was wanting to do would take him away a lot and so we just kind of waited until he was at the end of his military journey um like in 2015 to start trying to get pregnant um we were at that time living in in Georgia so away from family but um we like the very first try got pregnant right away was kind of like holy cow like all right I guess this does work (laughs) um yeah so we were kind of, I guess, like super excited, but didn't really know what to expect. Um, and then it was, I would say like around, I don't know, very early on, I woke up one morning and I was like, I just didn't feel like I had been feeling like not better or worse or anything like that. I was just like, I don't know. So I went in for blood work and the doctor said everything was fine. Um, you know, we went in for our nine week ultrasound and found out that I was having or had a missed miscarriage. Um, so the baby stopped developing like at right around five weeks, like I think right around when I was like having those, like kind of that gut feeling. Um, and so it was like earth shattering. I think like a lot of losses are, um, you know, so we had the option of, uh, like taking medication, having this like happen at home or doing a DNC, but it was like, I just wanted to like not have to go through anything else. So we opted for the DNC and went through that. Um, and it took like, I feel like I felt like I was doing okay. Um, but you know, it just kind of all came crashing down a couple months later, just, you know, feeling terrible about kind of how things went and all of that. Yeah. Um, we started trying again fairly quickly and it took about nine months to get pregnant again. And so, you know, a lot of those feelings of, is this actually ever going to happen for us again? Um, and you know, and people saying, well, at least, you know, you can get pregnant, which is, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like that's like one of the things like not to say for that, but, um, lots of testing and all kinds of stuff like going on. And then it was actually, we were getting ready to move back home to Colorado where we are now. 
and just were kind of like, we're like done trying. We need to deal with this move. Like we didn't have jobs. We didn't have a house. We were like moving home to live with family just to get back here. And then it was like five days later, I found out that I was pregnant. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, no house, no jobs. Like we should probably get this figured out. Um, and luckily all that fell into place and my first son was born in um, the summer of 2016. And were you freaked and, out that whole pregnancy? Oh like, yeah. You were just like, like, is this gonna, like no matter what, right? I mean, in my experience, yeah. it's like right when you get pregnant that second time, you're like, is this gonna stick? Basically the entire time and every little thing that goes on, you're like, oh. yeah. you know? I like didn't want to tell anybody and then I was like, well, if something happens, they're going to know. Mm-hmm. So we might as well you know, tell like our close family and friends, but it was like, we were both my husband and I were super, um, like athletic and all that. And it was like, I didn't want to work out cause I was too afraid that like something was going to happen. And oh, so, yeah. yeah, I was just like anxious, like you said, the whole yeah. time and like every ultrasound, like, is everything going to be okay? And all that. So, um, but I mean, everything was like, it was, I loved being pregnant. Um, like, you know, I feel like it's kind of one end or the other oh, yeah. with women a lot of times, but, um, fairly easy pregnancy. I was induced, um, like at 40 weeks in a day. How and many, sorry, how many smoothly. weeks? 40, 40 weeks in okay. a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we actually, I was like begging my OB to hold off on inducing me because our house that we had built, the closing had been delayed like several months. <laughs> And so, yeah, we closed on the house, and then I was induced the very next day. So it was just a lot. That's a that's It was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, But I feel like with my first son, things went pretty well. Um, I would say that I didn't, I didn't really have like a ton of um, like postpartum symptoms or anything like that. It was just, you know. I think feeling like a little down very briefly, but things kind of got back to normal and I was settling into a new routine and kind of figured things out. Um, and then it was actually my um, first son was 13 months old and I found out I was pregnant with our second son. Um, we had it, like, we were planning him, but didn't think I would get pregnant that quickly yeah. because I didn't the first time. And it was like, okay, well, you know, here we go again. Um, and again, like fairly easy pregnancy. I was induced again. I had, um, like gestational hypertension. So Mm -hmm. not like, but the last week. So it was very, um, like at the very end of my pregnancy, but no, not throughout. Um, and that like delivery went better. I would say it was, I kept, um, getting very fearful that I was going to end up having to have a C-section the second time because there was just like a lot I felt like they were doing like a lot more monitoring and then like they had to break my water and then there wasn't enough fluid around them so they're putting it back in and it, it just like all of these things um he wasn't like dropping down far enough in the birth canal and it was just like non-stop um and when I finally did deliver him it turns out he had his umbilical cord like around his neck and it was also knotted so he was not like crazy blue but they weren't happy with his color so they kind of took him away for a minute or so um he pinked right up and then was totally fine but it's just like kind of takes you back when yeah you know and I feel like they don't make a big deal out of it because 
they see that kind of stuff and just kind of want to roll on with it. But, um, and so he was born early 2018 and his, like my postpartum period with him was so different. Um, and definitely a lot harder. He, I would say like almost right away, I feel like I was starting to have, um, like postpartum depression symptoms. And so just, I felt connected to him, but like almost like I felt like he was a burden. Like, and yeah. I, I, I hate saying that, but it's just, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. That's the hard and part. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. Trying to navigate my toddler and, you know, we were like best buds before. So trying to make sure that I was being there for him, but also, you know, trying to nurse and having a newborn and all of those things, um, it was just like overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was really struggling having two under two cause they were about 21 months apart. And, um, when my youngest son was about a month old, I think one of the things that kind of brought it to light was my mom had a trip already planned. And so she was out of town, but I was like irrationally angry that she took a vacation. And like, I was here with these two boys and like trying to figure all this out. Um, and my dad called me and I was just like hysterical. I was just like sobbing. And I was like, you know, he, the new baby's like, he won't sleep and I just can't do this. And, um, something I said, like made him worried enough to come, like my parents are divorced. And so she was with my stepdad. Um, but my dad called her and was like, we need to touch base with Nikki. We need to call Zach, my husband, um, and figure out what's going on because this isn't her. Like I'm, I'm worried. I'm scared. And so it was kind of like, you know, rally the troops. And I think when, uh, particularly my husband was like, all right, like, tell me what's going on. Tell me what you're feeling. I think it was like starting to kind of bring to light. Okay. Like this isn't like, it's not right. You know, like, um, not normal necessarily. Yep. Um, and so my husband started checking in with me a lot because he was working. And so he would check in with me like during the day, like, are you okay? And I was open with him about, you know, like, um, intrusive thoughts and not that I, ever was like feeling like I would hurt either of my kids but it's like those thoughts of like you know what if something happened to them or when I'm driving somewhere what if I like got in a wreck and I just didn't come back like everybody would probably be better off he would be okay like you know I just felt like a basket case um and so he just started really checking in with me a lot like are you okay are the boys safe with you like do you feel safe with them by yourself do you need me to come home like making sure I could always get a hold of him and so just trying to keep that communication open between the two of us a lot about what was going on um and then he said you know when you go in for your six-week appointment I want you to be very open with your OB like tell her everything that's going on everything that you've been thinking about and all of those things um which I was. And so not surprisingly, I got in there and she said, um, you know, you have a positive screening for postpartum depression, like wanted to talk about what the options were. Um, and so, you know, she talked about medication, um, counseling and kind of just doing nothing. And at that six week mark, I felt like I was heading in the right direction. So it was like, I felt like I was 
moving towards feeling better. And so I was like, you know, I don't really want to do anything. I was nervous about medication because I was nursing and like, I just felt like I hadn't done enough research about it. I didn't know any other women who had like taken medication while they were nursing. So it was just like, I just didn't know what to do, but I felt like, okay, I'm kind of feeling better. So I'm sure I'll keep trending in that direction. Um, which was definitely not the case. (laughs) I feel like it ended up kind of going totally the other end. Um, And so it was just, I don't know, like suffering through it for a long time. And it turned from the depression part to more anxiety. Like I was so anxious about everything and it was like overwhelming anxiety. And probably my biggest thing is I couldn't, let anyone else care for my infant um I just I was worried that like they would mess something up or he wouldn't sleep or you know I just couldn't um I just couldn't let anybody else care for him at all um and then I would always like worry about like if my husband left like what if something bad was going to happen to him or if he had the kids or so I didn't want to leave the house like we wouldn't really go anywhere um you know, we lost some friends because of it. I think that they didn't understand and got tired of the, we want to hang out. But anytime we got invited somewhere saying no, because you know, it was too tough with the baby and everything else. So I totally get that because I've got a, a rough relationship with our, with my in-laws for that same reason. Cause I was just too, I had too much anxiety to let them babysit. And they took it so personal and I just, it's, it's heartbreaking because the people in your life that haven't experienced something like that, it's so hard for them to understand that it's not personal. It's just, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's so rough. And you can't, we, I had family on that side saying, you know, you just need to rip the bandaid off. You just need to do it. You just need to get over it. And it's like, I, I can't explain to you like how it makes me feel to think about like going outside of my comfort zone oh it's like absolute panic yeah Yeah. and I had friends saying like I just need you to explain to me like what scares you what worries you and I'm like I don't know like if I knew you know then I could try and fix it but I don't know and I just don't want to Mm -hmm. I Um, totally get that yeah yeah so it was just that part I think was really hard feeling like there were so many people that didn't understand or didn't know at all what I was going through um and I was like even if they tried like I couldn't explain like what was going on yeah um and so (laughs) I I feel like control was like one of my biggest things is like I wanted to control everything that was going on Mm -hmm. um my son was his chunk like we called him meatball because he was so big but I still felt like I had to weigh him like do weighted feeds every time he nursed like just in the off chance that he wasn't getting enough. So I was like weighing him every time he fed through about eight months old. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it was just, yeah. Like looking back, I'm like, it's just like crazy. And I don't mean like crazy, like mental crazy, yeah. but it's just like trying to get through all of that is just tough. Um, and I would say right around when he was about eight months old, um, a friend that I work with, I am also a high school counselor and so it's a counselor that I work with and she finally was like Nikki like you don't have to keep suffering through this um 
and I feel like it just like hit me for somebody else to like say like it doesn't have to be this way sorry um and so she like really encouraged me she was like you know like let's talk about the like the scale thing was kind of her first thing to focus on because it was like something tangible and she was like just try like not doing it one time and like see if he still is okay after you know and like trying to help me kind of like ease through that and then um (laughs) one day she was like all right you're ready to like post it for sale so she's like I want to see like you put that on Facebook like sell that scale and get it out of there and it was crazy like I'm like sobbing like boxing this scale up and it was like so just like the things I feel like that like bring you comfort in that time are so um interesting yeah And so, you know, kind of started with that. She talked to me a lot about a benefit that our company offers, um, like, like free counseling, essentially. So she helped me like get that set up, um, which that ended up being kind of a bust, which is unfortunate. But I think the person I went to just wasn't familiar enough with Mm -hmm. postpartum. Um, but like having just like that half an hour drive there and the half an hour drive back was awesome like just having that alone time so Mm -hmm. I feel like it wasn't a total loss and it really helped me start kind of taking care of myself again and like realizing that that was okay um and then I ended up you weren't with your baby when you would go to those appointments right no my husband um would stay home with the kids so Mm -hmm. it was like if he was around especially once he got older I was okay Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. anybody else I was like you're like, no. no. Like, oh, I'll just do it. <laughs> um, but so that, I, I I feel like that was kind of a turning point. And then it was a little after a year. It was like a little after a year old um, when I stopped nursing. And then I um, started like trying to like use some supplements and things like that to help control my anxiety. And it got a lot better. Um sometimes it's still like trying to not have like anxious thoughts or I can like tell if I haven't been like focusing on it or things like things creep back in but Mm -hmm. um it's just so like isolating to be there I feel like it's such a like the perfect word for that because like you said when you have like family or friends or whoever like that maybe don't know anybody or haven't heard about this or anything like that it's just like you're just being like crazy like we didn't do this when you were kids like I've heard that so many times and it's just it's crazy. um I it feel, didn't help <laughs> I feel like the hard part too is like filling all of those thoughts makes you like not only feel isolated but I literally remember feeling so many of those same things and being like I'm the only person on the planet that feels this way about their baby. Like, yeah. there's no way. Like, and then and then you just feel even more, like, it's such just a out cycle. of this world. It's, it's insane. Yeah. And I, at one point, um, I had heard about this, um, I don't know if you call it a documentary or something on Netflix. And so I was like, well, about, like, postpartum depression, anxiety, and um, postpartum psychosis and stuff. And so I thought, well, maybe this will give me some, like, good tools and resources or whatever. And it was the worst thing to watch ever. Was like, it I'm when just, the like, bow breaks? I... Yes. Yeah, I did the same thing. Oh, oh my gosh. 
Do not watch that unless you are in a safe space, my friends who are listening. Do not. It was, right. I didn't make it through. And then my husband comes home and I'm just like sitting here, like in a puddle of tears. And he's like, what is wrong? And I was like, I tried to watch this thing and this was happening. He's like, why would you watch that? And I was like, well, I thought, you know, it would. And I mean, I think the intent is obviously to help and bring awareness, but it was like, not the time no. not the time to watch that no that's when I meet friends that are like oh my gosh I haven't listened to your podcast yet podcast yet I want to support you I'm like no 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 here's the deal <laughs> I don't expect anyone to listen to this podcast okay like this is about the moms being able to share and people that are in a safe space to listen like this isn't the kind of podcast that you you know I don't know. It's so triggering and it's it's such a topic that you have to be so careful when you listen to, you know? So I'm always like, mm-hmm. I'm not offended if you don't listen to our podcast because you got to take care of you, you know? Yep. But anyways, there's my tangent. Keep going. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that it just was, like you said, I f- not just like um, feeling isolated from family and friends, like because of things that they were saying and even if they were trying to be helpful it's like you know the oh just like rip the band-aid off just do it just kind of leave or whatever and it's like that's just going to make it worse because then I'm going to be so anxious the whole time it's going to ruin anything that we're doing um and it's like I I know that it's not good for me to keep like wanting to control everything but right now that's like how I'm managing mm-hmm. um and so just trying to get people to understand, um, I had a couple like really good friends who unfortunately didn't live like close to me, but, um, you know, that were a good support. And even though maybe they didn't, um, have a ton of experience with postpartum depression or anxiety, they were mostly just like a good sounding board. So didn't try to like fix it or, you know, do anything, but just like, let me get on FaceTime or whatever and just cry because it was a bad day and I didn't know how I was going to make it through to the next day um and it's sometimes too I feel even now like I feel like you feel guilty about almost like missing out on that chunk of like your child's life because you weren't like the whole you Mm -hmm. um and so sometimes that's I feel like something that I struggle with now is just, you know, like looking at him and being like, I mean, and now, I mean, he's like the happiest little guy and you know, all that, but it's like, Oh buddy, I wish that I was like the whole me, the whole time you've been here. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you and, find it hard to look know, back at those pictures of him when he was little? Does that bring things back for you? Um, I don't feel, no, not really. Um, but I also don't feel like I, took a ton of pictures when he was super little mm-hmm. um you know so there's not I don't feel like I have a ton like I mean we have like his monthly pictures and things like that but I, I like I don't think I don't feel like I have a ton of when he was real little when I was kind of like in the throes of everything mm-hmm. um you know once he started getting bigger and I started like kind of feeling better and like working through things then it kind of ramped up like we're definitely picture people um and it's just I think that it's so um, amazing how resilient kids are. And, like, there's a reason they are. (laughs) Amen. Because, yeah. Yeah. I just don't know how they can kind of go through all of that unscathed. But, um, yeah, it's just, I, they're, 
made that way for a reason. Yep, it's <laughs> so it's true. Good. So when did you start to feel better? Um, I mean, I think that there were things that helped kind of as I was going along, but truly really feeling better. I would say he was like eight or nine months old. Hmm. Um, and then really feeling like I was out of the woods, probably like around a year or just after. And what do you feel like contributed to that the most? Do you feel like it was just being able to talk about it to people or like what, what are the like two or three things you would say contributed to that the most? Um, I think a big, like one of the big things was the relationship with my husband and just feeling like I could be open about it and having him like have enough awareness, not necessarily even about postpartum, but to like know that that wasn't me and that he needed to check in. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the other thing and kind of like going to the, like, um, infant and child sleep expert, I, he was three weeks old, um, my youngest. And I was like, I, I need like help. He's not sleeping as well as my first son was. And that was obviously not helping the symptoms I was having. Um, and so I reached out to Sleepwise and got connected with a consultant, um, and decided to work with her like through a newborn package. So this was somebody that I was in contact with, um, several times a week and she having that support and someone truly just there for me to kind of not guide me through like postpartum symptoms, but help me with this baby and help him get some good sleep. Um, I think helped make it where it didn't end up much, much worse because like sleep deprivation on top of all of that Mm. is just like, it's not even. Yeah. Yeah. It's like gasoline Um, on a fire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so having the, and she, my particular consultant that I worked with had two kids fairly close in age. Her youngest was just three months older than my son. So it was like, she had just been through a lot of these things. Um, and so having somebody like external to be a support and a guide to me to navigate something that was already difficult, um, was life changing in a lot of ways. That's amazing. So Tell us where you, what happened between here and now? So I, um, my journey, like with Sleepwise and with my son and like, um, all my postpartum symptoms, I am a helper just in general. That's like the kind of person I am, you know, went into counseling and all of that, um, stuff. And I just felt like it made such an impact on me like working with someone like that and so I one day I was like how do you like do this sleep consulting thing how do you like become somebody that does this because I just wanted to help other moms um and so it just worked out that I was able to chat with the founder of Sleepwise um and felt like it was a good fit between the two of us and so I started being a sleep consultant for other moms and um I'm fortunate enough to get to be with families all ages, you know, newborn all the way up to age 10, um, guiding them through sometimes like super tough. And even if it's not postpartum issues, like early on, you know, whether it's like marital strain because your kid isn't sleeping or they're sleeping in your bed and you don't want them to and all of these things. But I feel like it's such a, um, blessing and I don't take it lightly to be like, like let into these people's lives in that way because it, it, it's um I got to meet 
my consultant for the first time back in October, like in person. And I was just like, I'm going to cry when I see you. Like, I just know that I am because it was so like such a big, she was such a big part of my life and such a big part of this, like dark cloud that I had going on. And she was like this little ray of light that kind of helped me going each week and, you know, talk me through things. And like, I know this is tough, but you know, at least we can get you some sleep. (laughs) Nothing (laughs) else, you know? Um, and so I just, that's kind of what brought me to want to do this is helping, like just in general. Um, you know, I know that there are obviously a lot of like varying opinions about like sleep training and not sleep training and all of those things. Um, and that's fine. Like whatever a mom or a family needs to do that works for them, like do that. Mm-hmm. But kind of my ultimate message is like if it's not working then there are people out there to support you through that like not just with like postpartum but like you don't have to suffer through the no sleep thing either Mm -hmm. um you know just making women aware that there's something out there for them um for all of these things that we're trying to tough through after having babies that's so true and for everybody listening um, when Nikki and I were chatting before we hit record, I kind of asked her about what Sleepwise was and all that, and she just lit up. When you started talking about it, it was so cool. Like, I can just tell this is a passion, and you, like, don't do this to just chat about things. Like, you, I can tell it's, like, from your heart, and you honestly have a passion for it. And for me, that's the kind of person I would want to talk to. You know what I mean? Not like the counselor from your work thing that you just kind of felt like was a bust. It's amazing how willing yeah. it is when you talk to someone that you actually feel like, I've been there. I'm invested in this. I want to help you. Like, mm-hmm. it heals so much. So, I can just see it in your eyes. I don't know. Anyways. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's been a really cool um, journey. Like, kind of going from, like, the very onset of this um, with this person, kind of walking through that journey with me. And just the other day, she sent me an email, and she was like, oh, I was reminiscing because I am working with a mom who is in a very similar situation that I was. Um, and she sent me, like, screenshots of a few of the emails that I had sent her, like, very early on, just struggling. Um, and so it's just, uh, yeah, those kind of connections are pretty amazing, um, and you just can't take them for granted. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's, it's so much more... Um, than sleep to me like I just I love helping people and helping women and being there like probably the biggest reason why I wanted to do um be a part of Sleepwise is to even one woman be that support for her that I had at that time um you know it's like that uh, the starfish story Mm -hmm. I don't know if you I have like a copy of that in my office and it's just like, if I can make a difference to one person, like that's enough. Um, and that's why I, I, when I came across this podcast initially, it was like, I just love that it's getting put out there and this message is being spread to women because it's so important to open those doors. Thank you. I agree. I'm just sitting here. Like I remember us saying that same thing when we decided to do a podcast, we were like, even if just one person like we don't care if we get one listen we don't care you know whatever we just for that one voice I don't know it's so powerful and it's it's incredible the community of women that have come forth since we've been in this community like 
It's amazing how many of us all are out there trying to stand on top of a mountain with a flag like, I've got you. I will help you climb this mountain. Like, we are doing this, you know? Like, it's just, it's incredible. So, and I'm just, yeah, I'm so glad you're on that. So how do people connect with you to sign up for this? And, like, kind of what are the most common things? Because I know a lot of us out there have kids of multiple ages. I'm shocked to hear, I mean, it goes till 10. I remember when I was little, I had nightmares that were so real until I was, like, 14. Yeah. So I'm sure, yeah. I mean, it can be such a wide range of things. I think that, um, you know, the moms that I work with with newborns, it's more about just laying a foundation than like any kind of actual sleep training. So, you know, starting right away and then like we work together every, like we're talking every single week all the way through 12 weeks to kind of get this plan in place, lay this foundation. Um, Infants, I feel like a lot of times it's breaking, um, like kind of getting out of what I call like sleep props. So -hmm. if there's something external that a baby is relying on to get to sleep, helping them navigate not needing that all of the time so that they can sleep independently um but looking at the big picture there's so much more that goes into it than just teaching these sleep skills you know we're looking at feeding how much are they taking in during the day what is their routine like what's your family's routine like because one thing that works for you know this family isn't going to work for the next family so this is very personalized um I don't do like cookie cutter things. It's not a one size fits all plan. Um, you know, we're talking ahead of time. There's, I offer a free evaluation call to anybody just to find out what's going on. Is it something where you need like a full plan, a full private consultation, or are there maybe like a couple things that I hear on the call that I can help you just change and that might fix things. Um, but emailing me is probably like the easiest way. Um, you know, you can shoot me an email and just say, Hey, like I want to set up that free call and yeah. I'll shoot you over sometimes and we'll get on the phone and kind of chat about it okay. like right off the bat. And what's your email? Um, it's N Smith at sleepwiseconsulting.com. Okay, perfect. We're going to put that on the description. Um, can I ask the famous question that we ask at the end of all of our podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you go back on like your worst day, which is maybe maybe the day that your dad called? I don't know what day that is for you, but on your worst day or your worst period of time where you were the most in your panic, comfort, control zone, if you could just go back and look her in the eyes, knowing what you know now, what would you tell her? You're enough. Like, you are enough for these boys, and you'll get through it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I think that it's hard to think about that in the moment, but, you know, talking about kids being resilient and just knowing that you were trying your best, and some days it was, you know, barely getting by Uh, one of my friends just kept saying like surviving not thriving and there were some days that that was exactly what was happening Um, but I think moms just need to know like you are enough like there are people out there to support you and help and whatever that looks like 
that suits you, you know, whether it's counseling or medication or support systems or whatever, like find something that works for you. Mm -hmm. Because just like my friend said, like, you don't have to keep suffering through this. Yeah, what a good friend. Because that's pretty bold, you know? Yeah. That is amazing. Um, Is there anything else you want to share? I don't think so. I think just... I just want moms to know that there are people out there for them. You Mm -hmm. know, people like you, people like me. Just reach out. Um, You know, sometimes reaching out to somebody that you don't know is easier than somebody that you do know. So so true. (laughs) throw that wine out there <laughs> yep um and somebody will pick it up for sure I love that throw that wine out there that is I love that that's perfect <laughs> um Nikki thank you so much I really um I appreciate you being so honest and I'm just excited will you keep us up to date on what you're doing with Sleepwise? And where you're at with that and I would love to do a podcast at some point later this year on sleeping and yeah, just kind of focus that. on that. So, yeah. so look forward to that. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate having me on. Thank you for listening to the Rising Phoenix podcast. If you feel like you can relate and would be open to share your story with us, please email us at risingphoenixpodcast at gmail.com. For more information on local and national resources for pregnancy and postpartum health, visit www.postpartum.net or www.psiutah.org. We are recording from the Stone Sheba podcast studio in Provo, Utah. Check them out on Instagram for more info on our podcast and others. Thanks for listening.